0: are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk a lot about the NBA playoffs, also the NHL playoffs. Some series are getting close to winding down, but there's a lot of news and notes and numbers to go over with you. Also might get into some baseball, but first on the docket, last night's game between the Lakers and Warriors, and we will get to that momentarily well the Warriors did what they needed to do win game five at home and if you just looked at the pace of the game looked at the way the game was going you look at the box score at the end of the game this is how Golden State wins both teams shot 15 free throws one team was called for 18 fouls one team was called for 17 fouls this is what I mean when I say referees can control the pace of a game Draymond Green picked up a foul 10 seconds into the game. 10 seconds into the game. He had two the rest of the game. I'm not saying Draymond Green is the MVP of the game, but do you don't think that he committed more than two fouls? Of course he did. It's just the referees know. I remember the next play down after the first play when he got a foul 10 seconds into the game. The next play down, they technically could have called a foul on him. But they know in their head there's no way we're giving Draymond Green two fouls in the first one minute of the most important game of the year for the Warriors. We'll get run out of this building. It's not saying the referees are cheating. i just saying I know the referees are well aware of what they have to do during the course of the game because some plays they call a foul on a barely anyone got touched. And then on some plays when that person already has one or two fouls and you don't want to take out an important person in an important game, they let it go. It's just very inconsistent. Look, I don't want anybody to foul out ever. I think once you commit 6 fouls, any foul you commit after that should be a free throw on the ball. I don't want to I didn't tune into an NBA game to watch the referees. I tuned in to watch the superstars. But I don't think we're ever going to see that rule. Anyway, Golden State 121, Lakers 106, and this is how Golden State can beat you. I'll tell you this. On Friday night, if Golden State gets six guys in double figures like they did last night, they'll win. The reason why they didn't win in L.A. the other night was because Steph had to carry them. Clay Thompson has to get out of his shooting funk, though. Three for 12 last night after an awful game four. Um... Even Steph, the last two games, Steph was 3 of 14 from three-point range in game four and 3 of 11 last night. Six for 25 over the last two games. He has to have, yes, he could use help because last night Draymond had 20, Wiggins had 25, Curry with 27, Clay with 10, Gary Payton with 13, and Jordan Poole with 11, but he hit three of his first four shots and then went two for 10 after that. Good thing Golden State was up by double digits most of the second half, and it really didn't matter. But Jordan Poole, I wouldn't even say, broke out of his funk. He was allowed to play more because they had a lead. But if the Lakers were leading or they had, um, it was a close game at the end. Jordan Poole wouldn't have played 23 minutes last night. He still is struggling big time. But Golden State got their win. Their season comes down to Friday night. And they've won 28 consecutive playoff series. They've won a road game in 28 consecutive playoff series. That streak is either going to continue or it's going to end and their season's over because they lost games three and four in L.A. and this is their last chance to win a road game in this series. Can they do it? Of course they can. Will they? Again, I have no idea. Lakers didn't look well last night. They looked a step slow and... Once Golden State pushed it to 11 at halftime, it was 70 to 59 at halftime. It's pretty much double digits the whole second half. And when the Lakers are sitting there down double digits most of the second half, it's just I I know they're a, a veteran team and obviously you want to close a team out whenever you can, as soon as you can, but it's just like was it really surprising the way the game went last night? It really wasn't. Because the Lakers know They had three chances to win one game. They went, they're now 0 for 1 in those three chances. The big game, obviously, will be Friday night in LA. And as good as the Golden State Warriors looked last night, and the way they distributed the ball 29 assists on 47 baskets, six guys in double figures, you know, Draymond with a 20 point game, which just never happens. Wiggins had 25, like I said, Steph. While he had 27, he did it on 24 shots. That's very unlike Steph Curry. They need Clay to have 20 to 25. They need, because Draymond's not getting 20 next game. Wiggins could get 25, but what I always say when it comes to playoff time, you expect your role players to play well at home. It's on the road is when your role players need to step up, because remember how... Um, what I'm, I'm totally blanking on it. Lonnie Walker was like the greatest basketball player in the history of the world 48 hours ago 15 points in the fourth quarter was the only player to make a basket in the last nine and a half minutes of the game outside of Austin Reeves one basket yeah he went two of six for four points 48 hours later on the road that's what I mean it's a perfect example so Lonnie Walker could come home in game six and score double digits, but he was a non-factor last night, played 28 minutes, but two for six from the field, 0 for two from three-point range. Four points. He was a minus seven in plus minus. But now that they're going home, you expect their role players to play better. Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder, Lonnie Walker, they will play better come Friday. And probably some Golden State bench players won't. Gary Payton has scored double figures both of these games that he started. It was a brilliant move by Steve Kerr putting him in the starting lineup. Because it forces Golden State now, forces the Lakers, if Golden State wants to do it. Even though Steve Kerr is very reluctant, it was crazy, the stats. I saw this crazy stat. They put Steph Curry in pick and roll in 25 times in the first half of Game 4, the one on Monday night that they lost. And that was the one where it was close in the first half. They only did it six times in the second half. I don't know where they got away from it. You hear Stan Van Gundy, who is an excellent analyst, by the way. Excellent analyst. You hear him talking about it literally the whole game. The Warriors keep putting Anthony Davis in pick and roll to bring him away from the basket. However, by doing that, you can't do it. It's like you kind of need to do it every time down the court. And whoever Anthony Davis is guarding, that's the person that sets the pick for Steph out of the three-point line to bring Anthony Davis out there. Because if Anthony Davis doesn't step up, Steph's going to have a wide-open three all game long. The problem is, I think the reasons why Steve Kerr doesn't do it is, number one, that's not their offense. They like to pass and cut and move. And number two, if you do it like they did in game four 25 times in the first half, and then you do it 25 times, Steph's going to wear out. And it's possible, very possible, that the reason he went 3-for-14 from 3-point range and 3-for-11 from 3-point range the last two games is because he's having to run an abnormal amount of pick and rolls at the top of the key because that just wears you out. So it'll be very interesting to see what does Golden State do in Game 6. Do they still keep running it? If they fall behind... Do they force themselves into, look, we have to have Steph have a huge game if no one else is stepping up and making shots? As I've said, I have no idea what's going to happen in Game 6. I just don't. Nobody does. But if you tell me, if the Lakers win by 20 on Friday night, I can't say I'd be surprised. Because I don't know what Golden State team is showing up, and the Lakers haven't lost a home game in over a month. So I, I don't know what Golden State team's going to show up. If the team that played showed up tonight and had six guys in double figures and Draymond being ag- as aggressive as he was and out of foul trouble, of course they could beat them, but who knows if that's going to happen. The referees might call it tighter on Friday and Golden State screwed. Which Anthony Davis is going to show up? Yeah, he had 23 and 9 tonight, but he never seemed to be a factor in the game. LeBron played well. He wins twenty five and nine. It's just you just never know from game to game, but an excellent one last night. I I, I mean, it was I wouldn't say it was a, a a a perfectly played game, but it was played at the pace that Golden State wants. How many times did they get out and run after a missed shot or a steal, and how many times did they get to the basket? And take advantage of the fact when Anthony Davis – just watch. When Anthony Davis is on the bench, that's when Golden State just literally goes to town and gets points in the paint. It's hilarious. When he's in there, they'll drive, but they're driving to draw him to them so they can kick out to a shooter. They're just not taking chances against – going up against him because they feel he's going to block a shot, even though he hasn't blocked a shot in the last two games. They're being smart about it. So game six – Friday night in L.A., for all the marbles, we'll see what happens. The other game last night, Knicks salvaged their season. They win at home. They're up. They're still trailing the Miami Heat three games to two. Game six, Friday, Miami can close them out at home. As we know, the Lakers can close out the Warriors at home. I think one thing that's interesting is the gambling aspect of the NBA playoffs for the last 13 games, which would be almost the last week, the favorite is just, just bet the favorite, which has basically been the home team in pretty much all these games. But the favorite in the last 13 games in the NBA playoffs is 11-1-1. So (laughs) it's going to end at some point. When that is, nobody knows could be tonight. You know, you know, have you seen the line on tonight's game? For at least the uh Boston game. Boston down 3 to 2. Philly at home, Boston's favored. Explain that to me because I Vegas still doesn't believe in the Sixers. And why should they? Doc Rivers is a very good NBA coach, but he's known to blow leads. Doc Rivers has blown three, three games to one leads in his career. He's blown three, three games to two leads in his career, which is where they're at right now. The Celtics have won six best-of-seven series when trailing 3-2 in their storied basketball career. That's the most any NBA team has won. Six times they've won a series when they trailed three games to two. No other NBA team has won more, and the exact same situation that the Celtics are in tonight, they were in last year. They were in a two-two series with, with the Milwaukee Bucks, and they lost Game Five at home. Then had to go on the road to Milwaukee. Everyone was like, "Oh, Milwaukee's going to close them out." Milwaukee just—they got Giannis and best player and best player in the league and. They go into Boston and beat them. Now they can close them out in game six. And Boston won game six in Milwaukee, came home and won game seven in Boston. They're in the same situation a year later. So to say, and I think that probably plays into why they're favored tonight, Vegas is well aware that what happened last year can happen again this year. Do I think the same Celtics team this year is close to what they were last year? No. They're not nearly as good defensively. But that's what's playing into the number tonight. Personally, I think the Sixers win. There's something off about this Celtics team. It has been all year. They are not nearly as good defensively, and I think the Sixers win. I also think that stat of 11-1-1 are the favorites the last 13 NBA playoff games. It has to turn around. It just doesn't keep a bunch of favorites keep winning. It just doesn't work that way. It's going to turn around. And this would be a perfect spot, a home underdog looking to close out the series. I think Philly wins tonight. I think they beat Boston and get to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, yeah, look, both teams that won last night, Knicks and Lakers. Obviously, what am I talking about? Both teams that won last night, Knicks and Warriors, down three games to one. Now they're down three games to two. And I found this statistic. And 277 times in NBA history, a team has been up three games to one in the playoffs. Only 13 have done it. Only 13 teams have come back from 3-1. So if you're down 3-1, 13 and 264 is is what you're up against. Can it happen? Yes. Golden State in 2016 was one of the teams that did come back from a 3-1 deficit when they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then in the very next round, the NBA Finals, they had a 3-1 lead and lost to the Cavaliers. That was the LeBron title in Cleveland when they were down 3-1 to the Warriors. So it doesn't happen often, and it happened twice to Golden State in 2016. One time they came back from a 3-1 deficit. One time they blew a 3-1 deficit. It's the last time. But involving Golden State, the odds are against them. And we all know 13 times it's happened. They both might lose. I don't think both the Knicks and the Warriors are coming back from 3 1 in the same season. It just, the odds are really stacked against them. Golden State clearly to me has a better chance, but will it happen? That is a lot of history uh, against you, and they'll say this after every three-one game where the team down three-one makes it three games to two. Well, gotta put them away in this game six, or else you know you you know are really blowing it. And it's just like every team that's been down three-one and lost game five to make it three-two is in the same situation that the Miami Heat. And the Lakers are in on Friday. And yet, 264 times, they don't lose the series. 13 times they have. So, I understand it's very easy to say, oh, the Lakers, all the pressure's on the Lakers. Not really. I mean, yes, they have to win. But they still have another game even if they do lose. And they've proven they can win in Golden State. They won game one there. So, we, we, we have a lot of... It just... I wish I wish it were easier. I wish I was hot take man. And I wish I said, Golden State is going into L.A. game six, and they are winning it, sending it back to San Francisco. Nobody knows. But people will claim they do. And what's going to happen when if someone ends up being wrong? Nothing. Most talk show hosts, most debate heads, are probably right 30% of the time in the stuff that they say. Name another profession in all of America where you can be good at your job 30% of the time and still keep it. Probably very few. But that's what sports talk show hosts and television debate show hosts' success record is. They're wrong most of the time because it's their job to give an opinion on one way or another. When in reality, they don't know anything. They don't know who's going to win games, and it's very easy to say you do if you don't back it up. It's like, great, you do? You know who's going to win? Then put your mortgage on it. (laughs) Like, When there's no stakes for you, one, betting any money, or two, your job on the line, you can say whatever you want. And that's what these people do for the most part. I get you're paid to, to give strong opinions, but it doesn't mean they're going to be right. All right, NHL playoffs. I just wanted to point this out. In regards to the Dallas Stars, being a local Dallas person here and getting more of the information, you know this series was you know game one, Seattle Kraken win in Dallas. Dallas wins game two at home. They go back to Seattle. Seattle kills them in game three. Dallas comes back, kills them in game four. And as I've said since the playoffs started, if you heard me talking NHL and you heard me talking Stars, they can win the Stanley Cup this year with this team because – Jake Ottinger is one of the best goalies in all of the NHL, if not top two or three. But I have statistics to back it up. Jake Ottinger this year, this year in the NHL, after he loses a game, assuming he didn't get sat the next game, after a loss, he's 23-2-3. and after a loss this year. That is crazy. And that's kind of why the Dallas Stars haven't lost two games in a row in two months. They just don't go on losing streaks. He doesn't let them. 23-2-3 and after a loss this year. That's impressive. And in his career, when he's been in goal and given up five goals or more, the next game he started, he's 10-1-1. So it kind of goes to what I was saying yesterday. Just throw out the game before. It doesn't matter. With Jake Ottinger and the Stars, off a loss, expect them to play well and probably win. 23-2-3 speaks to that. And like when he gave up five goals in game three, you're like, oh, my God, the Stars are in trouble. Goalie looked terrible last night. They lost 7-2. to Great, he came back and won the next game. 10-1-1 one one in his career after giving up five goals. Just shows he's got a short, short memory, which is what you need after bad games. So I'm not saying they're going to win the series against Seattle. Big game tonight, game five, back at home. I'm just saying you pretty much can throw away. I almost feel better when the Stars are off a loss just based on those statistics. Coming off a win, I have no idea how they're going to play tonight. I hope they play well. They're going to be at home. The crowd's going to be going crazy. I know the Dallas fans are nuts for this team because they really think this team has a chance to win it all, which they absolutely do. But in hockey, with such low scoring in any given game in hockey, there's just so little room for error. And we'll see. We'll see tonight. And I've said that twice already. Hey, we'll see. And that's technically how you could approach every single game. We'll see. You don't know. You can guess, you can lay, I can like I said, lay out numbers. Doc Rivers has blown 3-3-2 three, three, leads in his life. They're up 3-2 heading into tonight's game against the Celtics. The Celtics have won 6 best of 7 series when they trailed 3-2, most in NBA history. The situation that they're in tonight, same exact situation they were in last year. One game six in Milwaukee came home in one game seven in Boston. These are just statistics to make you think. While Golden State looks better after last night's game, and oh my God, maybe the Knicks have some life. Could they beat Miami again? Two hundred and sixty-four times teams down three one did not win the series. So it's it's stuff you have to take into consideration, but it's not a black and white. It's not, yes. They're going to win the series because they were up 3-1, but it leans strongly towards it. And finally, the NFL schedule is being released tonight. Games are already leaking. Games got out yesterday. Some games have been announced. All the international games have been announced. Falcons against Jaguars in Week 4 in London. Then the next week, the Jaguars play the Bills in London. So the Jaguars basically going to camp out there for a couple weeks. Week six, Ravens are at Titans in London, and then two games in Germany this year. The Dolphins are at the Dolphins, Chiefs are in Germany, and Colts Patriots are in Germany. And then we got three games announced, and more will be announced today before the full schedule goes up later tonight. But week twelve, we have our first Black Friday game. In NFL history, you know, we always have the three games on Thanksgiving. Well, because NFL is king and NFL dominates, they're like, let's take over Black Friday. Dolphins at Jets is Black Friday, week 12 this year. Week 16, Giants and Eagles playing on Christmas Day. I believe we got three Christmas Day games this year. Giants and Eagles, Christmas Day. And week 17, New Year's Eve game, a rematch of the AFC Championship, Bengals at Chiefs. Like I said, you're going to be hearing a lot more during the day. Teams are having their full release parties, and then tonight the full schedule release in terms of Thursday night games, Monday night games, Sunday night games, all that stuff. You'll hear your local team's schedule come out before ESPN's show tonight on the NFL schedule release. But tonight on the NFL schedule release, all the main uh, televised games and where they're going to be played are, are also going to be uh, part of that ESPN NFL schedule release. So look for that. Like I said, it's <laughs> – I'll remind you it again tomorrow, but tomorrow's going to be just, just one of my biggest sports pet peeve days in, in all of sports, and that's the day after the NFL schedule release where every talk show and every local talk show runs down their team's 17-game schedule and predicts their record, which is just – so stupid three months in advance. I could tell you to predict their record five minutes before kickoff every week, and you wouldn't guess their record. <laughs> so what do I care what your guesses are three months in advance? Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review an Apple podcast. Also, pass it along to your friends. Let them know about the Sports Daily every day. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. Peace!